0: Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāyam. Mm-hmm. Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 1, Text Number 7. Atha, ha, Bhagavan, Adideva, Etasya, Gunavisargasya Paribrahana Anudhyana Vyavasita Sakala Jagat Abhipraya Praya Atmayoni Akila Nigama Nijagana Parivesh Svabhavanat Avatatara Ataha Bhagavan Adi Deva Ataha Etasya Guna Visargasya Pari Bramanud, Dyavasita Sakala Jagat Abhipraya, Brabasita Sakala Jagat Abipam. Atmayonir akila nigamam. Nijagana parivestiha. Swabhavana dava tatara Ataha Bhagavan Adi Deva Etasya Gunavisar Gasya Paribrahmana Nudhyanam. Yavasita Sakala Jagada vipraya. Praya Atmayonir Akila nigam Nija Garna Sapari Vesh Titaha Swap Havana Avatara Ata Thus. Indeed, Bhagavan, the most powerful, Adidevaha, the first demigod, Etasya, of this universe, Gunavisargasya, the creation of the three modes of material nature. Paribrahmana, paribrahmana The welfare, the welfare. Anudhyana, Anudhyana Always thinking of, always thinking of Vyavasitha Vyavitha, known, known Sakala, Sakala Whole, whole Jagat, Jagat Of the universe, universe Abhiprayaha Abhipraya, 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 By whom the ultimate purpose Atma, Atma, the Supreme Self. Supreme Self. Yonihi, Yonihi, whose source of birth. birth. Akila, all. all. Nigama, 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 by the Vedas. Vedas. Nijagarna, by personal associates. associates. Pariveshtitaha, being surrounded. Svabhavana, from, from his own abode Avatathara, avatathara descended. descended Translation and purport by his divine grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Srila Shukadev Goswami continued The first created being And most powerful demigod in this universe is Lord Brahma, who is always responsible for developing universal affairs. Born directly from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he dedicates his activities to the welfare of the entire universe. For he knows the purpose of the universal creation. This supremely powerful Lord Brahma (coughs) accompanied by his associates and the personified Vedas left his own abode in the highest planetary system and descended to the place of Priyavrata's meditation. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Lord Vishnu The Supreme Self, Atma, is the source of everything as explained in the Vedanta Sutra, Janmadyasya Yathaha. Because Brahma was born directly from Lord Vishnu, he is called Atma Yoni. He is also called Bhagavan, although generally Bhagavan refers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu or Lord Krishna. Sometimes great personalities such as demigods like Lord Brahma, Narada or Lord Shiva are also addressed as Bhagavan because they carry out the purpose of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Brahma is called Bhagavan because he is the secondary creator of this universe. He is always thinking of how to improve the situation of the conditioned souls who have come to the material world to enjoy material activities. For this reason, he disseminates the Vedic knowledge throughout the universe for everyone's guidance. Vedic knowledge is divided into two parts, Pravṛtti-mārga and nivritti marga nivritti marga is the path of negating sense-enjoyment And pravritti marga is the path by which the living entities are given a chance to enjoy and at the same time are directed in such a way that they can go back home, back to Godhead. Because ruling over this universe is a great responsibility, Brahma must force many manus in different ages to take charge of universal affairs. Under each Manu, there are different kings who also execute the purpose of Lord Brahma. It is understood from previous explanations that the father of Dhruva Maharaj, King Uttanapada, ruled over the universe because because his elder brother Priyavrata practiced austerity from the very beginning of his life. Thus, up to the point of the Prachetas, the kings of the universe were all descendants of Uttanapada Maharaj. Since there were no suitable kings, after the Prachetas, manu went to the Gandhamadhana hills to bring back his eldest son, Priyavrata, who was meditating there. manu requested Priyavrata to rule over the universe. When he refused, Lord Brahma descended from the supreme planetary system known as Satyaloka to request Priyavrata to accept the order. (coughs) Lord Brahma did not come alone. He came with the other great sages like Marichi, Atreya and Vasistha. To convince Priyavrata that it was necessary for him to follow the Vedic injunctions, and accept the responsibility of ruling over the world, Lord Brahma also brought with him the personified Vedas, his constant associates. A significant word in this verse is Svabhavanath, indicating that Lord Brahma descended from his own abode. Every demigod has his own abode. Indra, the king of the demigods, has his own abode, as do Chandra, the lord of the moon planet and Surya, the predominating deity of the sun planet. There are many millions of demigods and the stars and planets are their respective homes. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Those who worship the demigods go to their different planetary systems. Lord Brahma's abode, the highest planetary system is called Satyaloka. Or sometimes Brahmaloka. Brahmaloka usually refers to the spiritual world. The abode of Lord Brahma is Satyaloka. But because Lord Brahma resides there, it is also sometimes called Brahmaloka. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport. So we are reading in this chapter called The Activities of Maharaj Priyavrata about Priyavrata performing meditation. Pursuing spiritual life with all seriousness, under the guidance of his spiritual master, Narada. And having renounced the world, he is not interested in material affairs. But his father, Swami Bhuvamanu, has come to convince him to come back to the kingdom and rule the kingdom. Because Swayam himself has become very old and his second son has died and so the first son who is engaged in spiritual activities should come home and take care of the affairs of the universe. And Priyavrata was not very happy, we read that in the previous verse and uh, uh, he was not happy to hear that one, that advice. And when Lord Brahma learned that Priyavrata is unhappy, is refusing, is reluctant to take up this important duty, he himself arrived there. That's what this verse is saying. <coughs> Ataha, thus Bhagavan Devaha, the Lord, the powerful Brahma, Devaha first deva, demigod, etasya gunavisargasya of this material creation, paribrahmana anudhyana. These are characteristics of Lord Brahma, Bhagavan Adi-deva. <coughs> what does he do? He is etasya gunavisargasya paribrahmana anudhyana. He is always thinking of etasyaguna visargasya, this material universe, paribrahmana, welfare. And anudhyana, is always thinking of the welfare of, the, of this world. So, <coughs> anudhyana. Vyavasita sakala jagadavi prayaha. And he is also not only thinking of the welfare, uh, he is vyavasitha. Uh, very well situated, very well understood. He is very convinced. He is resolved, and this he has no doubts. He has no confusion. Vyavasita uh, about what? Sakala jagat Abhipraya. Abhipraya, here means uh, the purpose. <coughs> so, sakala jagat abhiprayaha, the purpose of this creation, he knows. <coughs> Atma yonihi, he is uh, Atma yonihi, his yoni, his source, is Atma. Atma refers to Supreme Self, refers to Vishnu. Uh, He is Atma yonihi, his source is coming from Lord himself because he is the first created being. And uh, how did he come? He came alone. No, 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 he didn't come alone. Akhila Nigama Nijagana Pariveshtitaha. He was Pariveshtitaha surrounded by Akhila uh, Nigama Nijagana. Nigama Nijagana. Nigama, Akhila Nigama and Nijagana. He was surrounded by his personal associates. And uh, Nigama Nijagana and Nigama Vedas. Nigama Kalpataroar Galitampalam Nigama Vedas Personified Vedas Vedas are also personified They are personalities And they possess the knowledge of the Vedic literatures And so they are always uh, around with Lord Brahma And uh, Pariveshtitaha avatathara so, from his own abode, Lord Brahma has his own abode, Brahmaloka, Satyaloka, and Avatatara. He descended from there to Gandhamadana hills where Priyavrata was performing meditation. So, Sri Shukadev Goswami continued the first created being, Adi Devaha. And most powerful demigod in this universe is Lord Brahma, Bhagavan Adidevaha, who is always responsible for developing universal affairs. Etasya Visar Gunavisargasya paribrahmana anuthyana. He is always responsible for developing universal affairs of this world. Born directly from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Atma Yonihi. He dedicates his activities to the welfare of the entire universe. Once again. Paribrahmana guna visargasya paribrahmana anudhyana. For he knows the purpose of the universal creation. Vyavasita sakala jagat abhiprayaha. He knows The purpose of the universal creation. Thus, supremely powerful Lord Brahma, Bhagavan Adidevaha, accompanied by his associates, Nijagana Pariveshtitaha, and personified Vedas, Nigama Nijagana Pariveshtitaha, left his own abode, Svabhavanath, in the highest planetary system, and descended, Avatathara, to the place of Prince Priyavrata's meditation. So, from this verse we can see, and from the purport, Prabhupada explains, that uh, Brahma is described here as Bhagavan. Usually we know Bhagavan, Sri Bhagavan Vacha, in the Bhagavad Gita again and again it comes. It refers to Krishna. Or it refers to Vishnu, the Supreme Lord. So how is that here? Bhagavan refers to Lord Brahma. So it is possible. This is in, uh, in Vedic culture, in Vedic literatures. This kind of a usage exists. So it's all the more important, you see, how if you want to understand Vedic literatures, one must approach a spiritual master who is coming in the parampara and that spiritual master can explain the Vedic literatures how it is understood generation after generation by the realized Acharyas. Otherwise we will be all confused. Oh, who is Bhagawan? So that means Brahma, Krishna, Vishnu, all are same. We will come to all these kind of incorrect conclusions. If we don't follow the system. Actually it is it is it is it is accepted. No one can go, no, no one can learn Vedic knowledge sitting at home and reading books or going to a library and reading books. That's not the process. The process is tadvignanartham Suguru meva Gachet. Prabhupada explains the word Gacchet, the prayoga is. One must go. There is no other alternative. One has to go through this process of approaching a spiritual master. Then it becomes clear. So here Prabhupada has given two reasons why Brahma is sometimes called Bhagavan. Although Bhagavan refers to the Lord. One reason is, Sometimes great personalities such as as demigods like Lord Brahma, Narada, even Narada sometimes in the Bhagavatam also, referred to as Bhagavan. Or Lord Shiva, Shiva also described as Bhagavan, are also addressed as Bhagavan because they carry out the purpose of the supreme personality of Godhead. They are the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu, or Krishna's representatives. They know Krishna's purpose, Krishna's intent, and they carry out that intent. And hence, they are very highly respected. They are not carrying out somebody's order, somebody's intent, somebody's purpose, but the Lord's purpose, and hence they are celebrated. Their position is very special and they are also honoured with the title Bhagavan. So this is the first reason to carry out the purpose of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And the second reason Prabhupada writes here Lord Brahma is called Bhagavan because he is the secondary creator of this universe. So Krishna or Vishnu is the source of the universe. Everything is coming from him. But the the first instrument the lord uses for the creation of the universe the first the, the next person who is involved is lord brahma and hence he is very powerful and so he is also he's a secondary creator the primary creator is lord himself he's the secondary creator there are many many tertiary creators and then there, there are many 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 like for instance our parents are our creators. So we can say we came from our parents. If our parents did not create us, we would not have this body. So like this, it's a chain. But the original is Vishnu, Krishna. And the second in the tracing of the different levels of causes is Brahma. So he's a very powerful person. He's a secondary creator. So he is also sometimes glorified or referred as Bhagavan. There is nothing to be confused about. This, are, this is convention in Vedic literatures and one should not get very disturbed about it or confused about it. Prabhupada also gave this example. Sometimes uh, in when, when colonial India, when Britishers were ruling us, there were big, very, very powerful British officers in our country, but they were representing the king of the United Kingdom, of the British Kingdom. So they were also given titles Lord. right? Like R- R- Lord Robert Clive, we here have re- read in the history books. So they were given those kind of designations, Lord, because they were carrying out the purpose of the King or the Queen of England. So they were very, very important. They were powerful. They were carrying out the purpose and so they were celebrated with titles like Lord and many other British titles were there. So this kind of a convention exists even in the very contemporary world, material world. What to speak of in the the universal scheme of things, great personalities like Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, Narada, they could be called, addressed as Bhagavan. That is the first point. The second uh, interesting description about Lord Brahma here is Etasya Guna Visargasya Paribrahmana Anudhyana. Anudhyana, he's always thinking about, he's always meditating on, he's always concerned. Paribrahmana, paribrahmana, welfare. Paribrahmana means prosperity, the well being of guna visargasya. He is always concerned about this material world, welfare of the material creation, what is happening to the people in this world. He is very, very concerned. Anudhyana. <clears throat> Pari Anudhyana. And hence, Brahma, he is very concerned and he is very knowledgeable. And he disseminates the knowledge of the, of the Vedas, what he has received from the Lord about how to, uh, how to implement the welfare of the society. <clears throat> and hence, all other devotees and sages who follow Brahma's plan, Brahma's intent, they also carry out the, they are also concerned about the, about the welfare of the universe. <clears throat> In the first canto of the Shrimad Bhagavatam, we have this verse, the sages of Naimisharanya are asking the question. When they are asking the question, they describe, because this was happening at the beginning of Kali Yuga, right? that's when the sages of Naimisharanya had met, and they were discussing, Kali Yuga was going to unfold, And for the next 4,32,000 years, Kali Yuga is going to be uh, the age. And so they were concerned. At that time, they said, They are describing that Kali Yuga is going to come and all this is going to happen. People are going to be short-lived. They are going to be very disturbed. They are less intelligent. All of those kind of things. So when Prabhupada writes the purport to that verse, it's very interesting to see. This is how Prabhupada begins the purport. The first sentence of that purport, of the purport to that verse is, The devotees of the Lord are always anxious for the spiritual improvement of the general public. So what are the devotees of the Lord doing? They are always anxious. So anxious means, you know, when you are filled with anxiety, it's not cool. Not that anything can happen. No, they are always anxious. And then, Prabhupada, it's a, it's a two-page purport, and the last sentence of the purport. Prabhupada began this way and Prabhupada concludes that purport by saying, the last sentence, the sages of Naimisharanya are anxious to disentangle all fallen souls and here they are seeking remedy from Srila Sutta Goswami. So the first sentence is about anxious and the last sentence is also about anxious. The devotees of the Lord are always anxious for the spiritual improvement of the general public. The sages of Naimisharanya are anxious to disentangle all fallen souls. And here they are seeking remedy from Srila Sutta Goswami. So, this is the kind of a perspective Srila Prabhupada presents about the sages of our country. All the great sages... Beginning with Lord Brahma, what are they? Etasya anudhyana They are always thinking, they are always anxious. So that was the spirit of the sages. That was the spirit of the sages of Naimisharanya. That is the spirit of Lord Brahma. That is the spirit of the devotees of the Lord. You see, these are all important things that we learn from Śrīla Prabhupāda. Prabhupāda explains, when you receive the knowledge in the Guru Parampara, you get the spirit of the knowledge. You get the spirit of the people in the Parampara, of the great Acharyas in the Parampara. What were they like? What was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like? What was the six Goswamis like? What was Narada like? What was Brahma like? We must know. And Srila Prabhupada is revealing that they were always anxious. For what? Anxious about you know, how they will live and how they will enjoy this world. no. They were anxious about etasya gunavisargasya paribrahmana. The prosperity, the welfare of this world. The, because this world is a place of misery. dukkhalayam And people who are in this world, are naturally they are going to suffer. And they don't want that people to suffer. They are anxious about it. So, uh, this was the spirit, this was the driving force in their lives, being anxious about the welfare. This is what all the Acharyas, Narada, all of them, that was the spirit, and that was the spirit of Srila Prabhupada and the predecessor Acharyas. How to do welfare in this world. Now, It's not enough if one is anxious to do welfare, one must also be enlightened. If one is not enlightened, if one is not knowledgeable, if you want, if somebody is anxious, like say for instance, if somebody is suffering from a disease and I'm very anxious to help him, if I'm a doctor, I'm trained in medicine, then I can really help him, help the deceased person. right? If I am not, I may just see some symptoms of his disease and I may try to go about and I may mess his life further. So on the one hand, the intent and a powerful intent that being anxious that I want to help him is important. The next thing is that I must also know what is his situation, why is he suffering, and how can I help him? You see, this is an important aspect. And Lord Brahma is not only Paribrahmana Anudhyana, he is uh, Vyavasita Jagat Abhipra Sakala Jagat Abhipraaya. See, he is also Vyavasita, Vyavasita. Vyavasitha means he, is, he knows, he is convinced, it is, he is resolved. It's no more an ambiguity. About what? About this universe. What is the purpose of the universe? Why we are all here? Why the universe is here? Why these people who are here are suffering? He knows all of that. Vyavasitha. You see, remember this verse in the Bhagavad Gita? Apichet Suduracharo Mam Ananya Bhak Sadureva Samanthavyaha Samyak Vyavasito Hisaha Samyak Vyavasitha Same word is used here. Samyak Vyavasito Hisaha He is properly situated. Samyak Vyavasitha So, you see that because He is Mam Ananya Bhak, Bhajate Mam Ananya Bhak, with undivided attention. He is worshipping Krishna, he is serving Krishna. And such a person, apichet suduracharaha, duracharaha. Some his conduct may sometimes may go out, may he may perform a mistake, he may commit a mistake. Apichet sudura chara. Bhajate Mam Ananya Bhak. Sadure vasamanthavyaha. But still, he is to be considered a mantavyaha, sadhu, sadhu mantavyaha. He must be considered as a saintly person because samyak vyavasitaha. He is properly situated in undeviated devotional service to Krishna. Even though occasionally there may be duracharaha, a misconduct in him. So this is what Krishna is saying, Samyak Vyavasitaha. Vyavasitaha means properly. Samyak Vyavasitaha means properly situated. In the same way, Lord Brahma is Vyavasitaha. He is well situated, fully knowledgeable. In what? Sakala Jagat Abhiprayaha. He knows the purpose of the creation. What is the purpose of this creation? So he is knowledgeable. Vyavasitaha, fully convinced, fully resolved, settled. No ambiguity about this. I was reading one article about the purpose of the universe. This article described 26 different opinions and different purposes according to different people. You see, this shows we are known. It is not Vyavasitaha they are not settled they are, not, they are confused according to this person this opinion that opinion so that is not Vyavasitaha. lord brahma is not confused about these things he is Vyavasitaha sakala jagat abhipraya so what is he is enlightened and he is anxious see this is a such a person is proper we can we can get real help from such a person. Not somebody who is confused. Like, say, suppose I go to, a, uh, like, someone was giving me an example. Uh, there's a surgeon, and how, the way he comi- conducts his surgeries, he'll get the patient, and then he'll cut open, and he'll have a big book of on surgery, and he'll be quickly, flipping. Fib- <laughs> which nerve I should pull, which blood vessel, and his referring. If you are in, you know, such a surgeon means you get scared. Right, he has opened up his, your heart and then he's searching which one is referring to the book. No. What kind of a surgeon is he? He's not well situated in knowledge. Surgeon means he must be well situated in knowledge, and then he very confidently cuts and then he knows, oh, "Oh yes, I know what to do. You feel so confident. It's in the same way. We can't go to these philosophers and speculators who are confused who don't know what is welfare of life. They don't know what is the purpose of the creation. They don't know about themselves. They don't know about others. And they go on speaking philosophy. That's why Śrīla Prabhupāda comes down heavily on such people. And says that these kind of philosophers, they they occupy high positions in the society. They are highly respected by common people. But they mislead people. Because they are not enlightened. So Brahma and the great sages and the Acharyas are not like that. Vyavasita Sakala Jagat Abhi Prayaha. This was actually the uh, important. This, this, these words like Vyavasita is another small variant of this word in the first, first, canto, first chapter of the Shrimad Bhagavatam. When the sages of Naimisharanya are asking, they are asking. They ask one more question. The first question they ask: tatra Tatraanjasa Bhavatha Pumsam ekantatahashteya tanna Situm Arhasi. The sages are asking here, Tatratranjas tatra Ayushman, Ayushman. They are blessing Sutta Goswami. May you live long. Tatratranjas tatra Ayushman Bhavata <clears throat> Yadvinishchitam. Because in the previous verses they described the qualifications of Sutta Goswami. You are well-versed in all the Vedic conclusions. You have served your spiritual master very nicely. And you have received the blessings of your spiritual master. And the spiritual and your spiritual master, s- master, seeing you so qualified, they have blessed you with all the confidential knowledge. And so you are very enlightened, you are very knowledgeable. Bhavata yadvinishchitam. Now being very enlightened, Bhavata, yourself, Yadvinishchitam, what have you ascertained? Vinishchitam, nishchitam, vinishchitam. What is it that you have ascertained? Not that you are also confused. No, you have ascertained. Ascertained means after a lot of deliberation. It's not some stupid conclusion. It's after a lot of deliberation intellectual understanding considering various aspects. bhavataya and and what do they want pumsam ekantatah shreyaha shreyaha welfare what is the highest benefit ekantatah shreyaha Ekantataha is a is a, in 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 sanskrit it means ultimate there is nothing beyond that That's the meaning of Ekantataha. It means absolute and ultimate. What is the absolute and ultimate good Pumsam for all living entities? Tanna Shamsitum Arhasi. That can you please explain? And how explain? Anjasa shamsitum in a way that we can easily understand. Don't complicate things. If you complicate things, like Albert Einstein said, if you are speaking in a very complicated way, that means you have not understood. You see, sometimes philosophers speak in a very complicated way. So, anjasa shamsitum arhasi. So, can you please explain? So, here you see, bhavata yad puṁsāṁ ekaṁtataḥ shreya. That's why Prabhupāda translates what you have understood, what you have ascertained to be absolute and ultimate good for all living. See this word absolute, because that word ekaṁtataḥ conveys that. Absolute, ultimate, nothing higher than that. Absolute in the sense It's not relative. It is something that if you believe, it's good for you. If you don't believe, maybe something else is good for you. No! It's just like the patient. Patient may be ignorant about what's happening, the biochemical reactions that's going on. But the medicine, you inject, it will work on him. He has no faith, does not matter. You inject, it will work on him. So, that is the meaning. It's not a relative thing, it's an absolute thing. So this knowledge that the Bhagavatam is presenting is is for the absolute good of everyone. Absolute means it's not only for the Indians, it's only for the Hindus. No, this is absolute good for everyone. It's good for everyone in the world. It's good for the non believers. It's even good for the plants and animals. That's why Haridas Thakur said, How to do good to the plants and animals? He said, Chant loudly Hare Krishna mantra. Even the plants and animals and the bugs who are there in that crawling around, when they hear Krishna's vibration, they come in touch. See, see, these are all very important. Just like every morning we chant, or not every time, many, not every morning, many times in the day. <clears throat> uh, Mahaprasade Govinde. Right? Many times we chant. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, sometimes when some things become routine and repeated, we sometimes lose touch with the, the meaning and the essence. Actually, this words, this verse says. Maha Prasade Govinde, Nama Brahmani Vaishnave. Sometimes we say Namo Brahmani and all that. Actually it is referring to Nama, the holy name. Maha Prasade Govinde, Nama Brahmani Vaishnave, Swalpapunyavatan Rajan. Vishwasaya Navrajayate. If somebody is Swalpapunya Vatan. If he has got very less pious credits, he's not a very great person, he has got very less pious credits, then he will not develop Vishwasa, he will not develop faith and Shraddha. In what? Mahaprasada, Govinda, Nama, Brahmana and Vaishnava. Or in other words, if one has to develop faith in these five things, Mahaprasada, Govinda, Nama, Brahmana, and Vaishnava, one must have accumulated sufficient pious credits. If one has accumulated pious credits, Vishwasa will develop in the holy name, in Mahaprasadam. That's why you see these are all in Krishna consciousness, as Prabhupada has taught, we have so much respect for Prasadam. You see, I went once to uh, some uh, Udupi temple, ancient Krishna temple. Then for us, you know, I went and asked them, the managers long ago, this was very, very beginning. I went and asked them, can I get some prasadam? We heard that this, oh, you you mean uh, uh, lunch? That that another answer. So they don't see that it is prasadam. Of course it is prasadam, but... You know, all this kind of, the way we look at it. Like Prabhupada has taught us, if a grain of prasad, we take it and then, oh, this is so special. See, these are all very, very special things that Prabhupada has taught us. Unless one has a lot of faith, one has a lot of sukruti, one will not have faith in all these things. Similarly, Nama, the holy name, So much the Vedic literatures describe about the importance of Holy Name. Many Sampradayas, including Vaishnava, they don't highlight that. Of course it was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who came and highlighted that. It is so important. So like this, if we are not properly uh, running out of time, (coughs) Uh, So we may miss out some of these things. So uh, these are all the uh, wonderful things about Srila Prabhupada. The next thing is Sakala Jagat Abhi Prayaha, Vyavasita Sakala Jagat Abhi Prayaha is very well situated in understanding the purpose of the universe. You see, what is the purpose of this creation? What is the purpose of this universe? Why does the universe exist? Why do we exist? Actually it is considered to be a very very profound super ultimate why question in the world, even among philosophers. There are two quotes, I will share this quickly, I may just take about five minutes, quickly I will finish. There is one quote of Einstein. Einstein said, I am not interested in this or that phenomena, in the spectrum of this or that element, I want to know how God created this world, the rest are details. Einstein, we all know, celebrated intellectual. And he's saying that I'm not interested in this or that phenomena in the spectrum of this or that element. I want to know how God created this world and the rest are details. So, what was driving Einstein was to know how how God created this world, what forces he used, electromagnetic force, gravitational force and how he put them all together, how this world, God created this world. Several, another half a century later, Stephen Hawking, recently he passed away, he makes another statement. Scientists have been working on something known as a grand unification theory. How there are four fundamental forces. They finally reduced all the f- energies and forces into four fundamental forces. And they could not reduce it further. And so they said these are the four fundamental forces. Can we find a way, something one layer below, which leads to the four forces? And that's called the grand unification theory. And he gave a, Stephen Hawking gave a different name, the theory of everything. He called it the theory of everything. So, uh, the scientists are trying to figure out the theory of everything. He says, if we discover the theory of everything, and then he tells a few more things, I won't go into that, then we will be able to explain why is it that we and the universe exist? Why we exist and why the universe exists? And if we are able to do that, It will be the ultimate triumph of human reason. That will be the highest thing. It's the ultimate triumph of human reason. And then he says, then truly we will know the mind of God. So the point is, Einstein's question was a how question. How God created this world. Stephen Hawking's question is, why question? why God created this world, why this universe exists, why we exist. So there was one article about this, this subject. This, uh, this article said, if you trace the intellectual history of mankind, for the first time philosophers asked the question, why the universe exists, why we exist. For the first time, in late 17th century, when Leibniz, mathematician, philosopher, who also in, did, invented the calculus, remember the Leibniz theorem and all that we used to, Leibniz was the first philosopher to bring up the question in Western philosophy: why the universe exists. And then this article, the author was saying, it took long time, 17th century. And of course, there were many more centuries before that also. 17th century, late 17th century, for the first time, this question came up. Of course, it's a very Western-centric narrative that you know that's the first time the brilliant philosophers came up with this most brilliant question. Why the? Of course, you see from the Vedic literatures, 5,000 years ago, and even before that, in the previous yugas, and Lord Brahma. He is Vyavasita Sakala Chagadabhi Prayaha, the purpose of this creation. Well confirmed, resolved, settled, situated and well versed in it. Just look at this. How they are thinking. And they say that this this is the highest question a human intellect can ever pose. What is the purpose of this creation? It's a fact. It's a very, very fundamental. One other philosopher said, if someone is not concerned about this question, why we exist? Why the universe exists? (coughs) He makes a very harsh statement, this philosopher. If someone is not concerned about it, he is mentally deficient. Because it's such an important question, why we exist? And this was the subject matter (coughs) of Vedanta philosophy. In fact, I'll explain another time. What is it that Krishna did to change Arjuna's mind? Because Arjuna want, Krishna wanted him to fight and Arjuna was re- refusing. If you read, he was giving all kinds of reasons. Ethical reasons, moral reasons, humanitarian reasons, dharmic reasons. Why he should not fight? If you see the arguments Arjuna gives in the first chapter and the early part of the second chapter, you will more or less conclude, it's the right thing, what's there? He should not fight, he should go to the forest. How can he kill his grandfather? How can he kill his, grand-teacher, uh, his, his teacher? How can he kill all those cousins? Better he should go to the forest. But then Krishna tells him something else and then he says, yes, I'm ready to fight and he kills. What did he tell What is that? How did Krishna bring that big transformation? It's not a small transformation. Krishna was not telling Arjuna, go get angry at them, tell them some harsh words and come back. No. Go take arrows and shoot and kill. Blood. End their lives. Who? Your grandfather, your teacher, who taught you how to fight. Kill him and come. So it's not a small thing that Krishna was demanding from Arjuna. And Arjuna did that. What is it that Krishna told that transformed Arjuna? He actually spoke the Vedanta philosophy in a very brief manner, succinct manner. And that was the foundation of that is why the world exists, why we exist, who is Krishna, what's our relationship. It's that perspective. Once a devotee was about to leave the temple, Prabhupada had actually nurtured them from the very early days. And then she was an American, American young woman. She was a young, young. And then after about nine years or so, and she wanted to leave. And Prabhupada heard. She, Prabhupada talked to her. And then he was in one of the statements he makes. Prabhupada says, "Please don't leave Krishna consciousness. There is no philosophy in the whole world that can compare to the philosophy of Bhagavad Gita." Please don't leave. He was appealing to her. So this philosophy that Krishna spoke is the highest philosophy. So that is from the perspective of answering this important question: what is the purpose of this creation? And these look at this Brahma, he's the head of our sampradaya. Vyavasita sakala jagat And Yetasya, Gunavisargasya, Paribrahmana, Anudhyana, always anxious about the welfare. Those are our spiritual masters. What we are talking, what we are living by, what we are trying to follow, what we are trying to spread in this world is that level of philosophy. So, we are very fortunate that we have come in touch with this. We will stop here. Granth Rajshimad Bhagavatam ki Srila Prabhupada ki Jai.